What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, we got we had Sammy on our last episode, and we have her back for another episode. Man, I'm really excited to talk to her and to talk more about The Circle and all the stuff that we have this week. Yo, what is up, bingers? Bingers assemble. Yes, shout out to the girl Sammy, man. She she came through, chatted with me two weeks ago about like stuff leading up to the finale, getting to know her. And then this week, you you were able to join us, and we freaking got the tea. So you guys can check that out. That'll be at the end of the episode. But thank you, thank you, Sammy, for coming on. But yes, yeah, you be um, I saw Bad Boys this week, brother. Oh man! Actually, I went to the movies. It's been a while. And I know I said last week that it might be bad. I'm gonna apologize to Will and Martin today, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm. When we get to that review, I gotta apologize to him because that might have been the best action movie I've seen in a while. That's really interesting, man. That's that's huge because you know, putting it in this January, a lot of people had its uh, questions. So. I, you know, I was on that bandwagon. I was like, this shit's about to be trash. Yeah, and then you know, hearing the news that we have in in the news later on uh, about there being another movie. Ooh, you know, see, wait, I don't know how I feel about that. That I, might, well, I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get talk to about that. that in a minute. A minute, but yeah, there's just you know, a lot of good news, but uh, we're still getting into uh, cycling in new shows, new movies. We're gonna have some new movies to talk about this week, next week, um, and you know, so a lot of the shows are starting out, but I haven't really found too many things that I'm like loving right now mm. but um but i did love the circle so we're definitely did you, did you like outside did you that. check that out from hbo i hadn't gotten to it yet because yeah me neither i'm gonna I'm do just, that this I'm, week. i've been holding out on hbo max like i just have i don't know where i'm gonna watch my hbo stuff because i'm just like oh i don't want to pay for hbo now and then like have to pay for it again later oh so, oh wait yeah see I, right now i watch it on prime my mom has mm. it like on the on our prime account but like once hbo max comes i'm canceling that shit so Whatevs, but no, nah, that's that. I need to check it out this week. Um, yeah, man, a lot of lot of lot of cool news this week. Nothing crazy. I told everybody that that uh, Morbius trailer would drop the Monday that we uh that we came, and then we do need to have a discussion about something that was state that I heard very early in the week. Then that got shut down in the middle of the week, but mm. it was it was a fake store. It's this shit is weird, bro, and I want to ask you how you feel about it. But Shuby, whenever you're ready, I'm ready, brother. Yeah, I think I remember the story that you're talking about, so let's go ahead and jump into it. All right, so I assume that you're talking about the Obi-Wan story. Yeah, okay, let's talk about it, because Daniel hit us up on the Patreon early in the week, and he was like, this is from a reliable, reliable source, and I was like, and I was asking, so I was like, so what about Deborah Chow and everything? They were like, it's just not looking good, and I'll know more deep. I'll be able to say more soon, but as of now, it is dead. It's done. It's not happening. Not only did he say it, I saw it from Thomas Polito. I saw it from uh, another uh, scooper as well, and then all of a sudden, he comes in and says, well, pa- watch, I'll read it to you exactly what he said. I'll pull up the Patreon. But while I do that, how do you feel about that, man? Are you worried? Well, I wasn't worried before. I mean, now this is a little concerning. I mean, it seemed kind of like a home run thing. I mean, I don't know if you saw Jamie Costa's fan video. I did. I watched it, actually. I mean, that was really good. So, I mean, it's just like, I feel like 
you could do something with the story that isn't rocket science. Like, I feel like you could tell a general Obi-Wan story, piecing together some of the stuff we already know with some things that we could generally contextualize. Like, people are already coming up with ideas for what this Obi-Wan series can be. So I don't feel like it's an, an issue with coming up with the plan. Uh, so, I mean, like, I'm wondering if it's a Ewan McGregor scheduling thing, Jeb Chow money, I don't, I don't know how it's all... Like, it must be something behind the scenes with all that, because, I mean, it seems like it should be a home run. Deborah Chow showed what she could do in Mandalorian. Ewan wants to do it. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. This seems like a, I'm not going to blame Kathleen, but this seems like a, like you said, a behind-the-scenes thing. And look, I'll tell you what he said. He said, nope, it's something weird. It came from someone legit. Many reporters heard about it, but we'll have to see. They insist that Kenobi got moved instead of being dead, and they're denying it. So, mm. They 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 deleted the story, so he like you know so like shit's dead. So I just wanted to see how you felt because early in the week I was like, what the hell is going on? Well, I mean that just it's really weird that even it would be delayed. Like it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like. Well, I mean, and plus we don't have a lot of timetable for it. Like they they didn't really necessarily lay out like okay, it's coming this time. Like you should expect this. Like so, I mean, people know that's just up in the air. So I mean, if they wanted to just take a step back for a second, but. Even then, it's like, what are you going to do? Because you can't just not do anything. Yeah, what if they're, like, trying to do, oh, yeah, we're gonna this, this shouldn't have got leaked. We're going to delay it like we're delaying the Ryan Johnson movie. Yo, that well, was... Uh, Star well, no, Wars I fans mean, would call him out on that, though. But, I mean, it's just really confusing that they would have such an issue with something that seems like such a slam dunk as the Kenobi series when, like, you, there's rumors that they have already filmed a Dr. A Doctor Afra series and, like... They want to go do the sto- the first story that we have up on the notes. The Taika Waititi is in early talks to develop the newest Star Wars movie, probably the Feige movie. So, like, if if they're moving on about on with like things within the Star Wars world, then this should be something that they already have set in stone. Like, you know, the the people who are the, the Deborah Chows and the producers, they should be signed and attached. Ewan McGregor should be signed and attached. No, I get that. Let me say this. What if it's one of the, what if it's this scenario because of the news that you just said being the Feige movie? What if that was a statement of the Kathleen regime? And now Bob is like, look, bruh, I'm going with Feige on this. And then whoever's the new leader, they're going to wait till Feige puts his movie out before they do anything new. I don't know. I just feel like it would be really crazy if Bob Iger. And Feige decided decided to sit down and be like, you know, what's the future of Star Wars really look like it would benefit from? Oh, a movie? No. Have have you not been? Have you not noticed what happened in 2019? Mandalorian killed. Rise of Skywalker didn't. Let like, me pay devil's advocate to that as well. Okay, you're right. I'll touche that to you. But if I'm Feige, I bet on myself. In the sense that I have shown that I could put ten. Plus movies together and make one of the most highest grossing movie franchises of all time with the MCU. I get that maybe Lucasfilm didn't succeed in telling movies and they were better off in TV. But God damn it, I'm Kevin Feige and I can make this movie work. Like, if you're Bob Iger, what, what do you say to that? You don't say no because the dude is right. He's made it work. He is... And he he can say from a creative standpoint, from a money standpoint, he's made both sides work. He gets quality directors. Well, I, they I tell don't see why they can't vision. make both sides work here. Oh, no, and I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying maybe it's on hold until Feige gets his shit situated. It just doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, that, that could be what they're doing. 
But oh, how, are you excited for this title with TD Feige, Feige movie? Yeah, I mean, we knew that Feige would not be the director of it, so I think that this is probably the director that's already had a dabble in Star Wars. Like, you know, thinking of what a Taika Waititi movie in a Star Wars universe might be like is really interesting to me because I think it would be a lot like that episode of The Mandalorian. A lot of humor, but a lot of really real scenes as well, like dramatic scenes, um, emotional scenes, important scenes. You know, that, that reminds me a lot of what Jojo Rabbit was. Jojo Rabbit had a lot of comedy elements in it mixed in with a lot of serious stuff. And I mean, I feel like you could do that with a Star Wars movie. Yeah, no, that I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'll be down for a Taika Waititi Star Wars movie. Yeah, I don't know what it would be like if it's. I, I, I think, I think what they want to do with the Feige direction, and I think what, in my opinion, might benefit the whole of Star Wars is to do the, the, the Marvel method and to make let Taika Waititi make a movie about a character, and then let someone make another movie about another character, and if later on they want to interconnect, and that's cool. Yeah, and nothing's wrong with that, man. Like, the Marvel method works, and I always said I would love Star Wars to not necessarily, you know, go how they do it, but but like you said, there's a way for them to do it from what they've done that's successful, and I wouldn't mind seeing Star Wars in that. Hopefully they get out of the Skywalker time period, because if they stay there, I'm confused, like, all right, Feige, what you doing in this time period? There's no point in being here. Like, I want to see you. If we're gonna, if we're gonna go there, let's let's go there. The only thing I could argue with is that they would explore something that isn't within, like, you know, my I think with Taika Waititi is I think that he's the wrong guy to go back with. Like, mm. I I don't want to see Taika Waititi take Darth Bane. Mm, that's true. Like, that's that's where I kind of am hesitant with, like, what what stage of the timeline this might be. Like, I really think that this is your opportunity to make a one-off movie, no connection to a, a trilogy. I mean, they just said they're not going to do trilogies. But, I mean, like, that is not supposed to have serious continuity. Just make a Star Wars movie, similar to Solo. I feel like, and Rogue One. I feel like something things that people really liked about Solo, for the people who did like it, is that it was a concise one-off story. We weren't, you know, people were clamoring for a solo too, and like there was definitely possible things that you could look in to be like, oh, well, you could extend this further, but it was more of like, here, this is other stuff that's going on in the world because this is the time period that we're in. But at the end of the day, that movie was it had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and that was, and it was fun, and it, I like watching that movie from time to time. And then you know, it doesn't, you're not like, oh, well, I have to remember the context of what happened in the last movie and what happens in the next movie. Like it's just one movie. Like, I think that would be the best way to go with, with this Taika Waititi thing, whether whatever timeline they want to do it in. But I feel like the Darth Bane stuff really needs to be taken by someone who wants to do multiple films with it. Yeah, that it'll be interesting. But see, maybe maybe he doesn't want to go in the Darth Bane route. Maybe it's just setting up the Old Republic stuff where it's like the first one. Like, it, we follow a Jedi. And we lead to the maybe he's not the one that takes young the adult Yoda. Yeah, so I don't know. Something like we'll see. But <laughs> well, that, that's all I got on that. I heard like some rumor that whatever time period that they want to do in the old republic is supposed to have a young Yoda. Well, I I heard that as well. I don't think he'll be the main guy, but I heard it's no, gonna no, be no, like, no, no, no. in his lifetime, yes. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, but the so for some of the trailers that came out, we'll talk about uh, the Morbius one first. Um I, I, it's, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm not going to hate on it, but, like, 
like we always say, a trailer is supposed to get you either excited, your raise your anticipation, lower your anticipation, or keep it where it's at. Mine is where it's at, brother. Like that didn't do shit for me. It was just like, all right, and I and they tried to make it like click worthy with putting the uh, because why did we see him so early on? Like they should have saved the Michael Keaton shit. Like you just blew your load. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I that's like... just to get that's just to get butts in seats. But, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see more trailers or, or stuff to come. But I think, you know, based on the time that it's in, you know, that late July slide, I think this is just one of those movies that's just kind of, like, just snuck into the summer. It's like, hey, you know, maybe we'll get some people to go because it has Marvel connections and it's in the summer. You know, similar to, to the Venom stuff, but I feel like Venom had a lot more name record. You know, I, I feel like he's a bigger Spider-Man villain than Morbius. Fact. So. And, like, Tom Hardy's a bigger movie star than Jared Leto. Like, let's call a spade all the way around. Yeah, yeah. So, that, I mean, that's just facts. But, I mean, look, I, I'll go check it out. I'll watch it. But I'm not. That trailer did not intrigue me. Now, from one character who likes blood to a character with blood in his name, Bloodshot. This was. All right. The first one, I was very upset because we only saw him in his Bloodshot attire or, or uh, bloodshot I guess persona like uh, in a little bit of the trailer and I was like are they going to just make Vin Diesel be Vin Diesel the whole time and at the end that still may happen but I saw more bloodshot I saw more stuff about it and I'm intrigued from the story my thing is I want this to work because I want to see a ninjack I want to see an exo man of war and for those who don't know this is the valiant comic book line like these are their characters and they're all tying together and bloodshot's one of the main guys but when you if you do a bloodshot correct and you see them i guess planting seeds maybe i don't know the story but the other enhanced have humans, they done other movies for valiant besides this one no this is the first one. Oh man they're trying to start i know thin diesel i know that's my thing like i hope it works but because ninjack to me is the one you start this universe with but we're not we're we're neither here nor there we're 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 getting bloodshot so hopefully it works because if it does there's a lot of cool stuff that can come after this is just i don't have a lot of faith in vin diesel and sony but i'm gonna check it out this this trailer did intrigue me more so you know yeah i mean i I may have need to wait and see on it i don't know i don't know is it early release uh i don't know when this is i think let me see um yeah because i mean that might be what it takes for me because there are march 13th okay it's pretty soon i mean it wasn't i thought this trailer definitely intrigued me a little bit more it's just the whole vin diesel thing of the of the the thing like am i gonna believe vin diesel is like this person or am i just gonna think that this is vin diesel with superpowers that's what we gotta wait and see man hopefully it works out though hopefully what's this lovebirds trailer about because i don't i don't think i'll watch this Oh, dude, Lovebirds. Okay, so it's Q, uh, Kumal Ninjani. Oh, and, yes. Yeah, and okay. um, it's Issa Rae, and they're a couple who um, gets pulled into a bizarre murder mystery, and it takes place in New Orleans, and it looks hilarious. It looks like, you know, it, it looks exactly the way it is. We've seen this before where, you know, a couple gets pulled into some kind of thing, like similar to, you know, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston's uh, murder mystery movie that was on um, Netflix. You know, you get two, a couple gets wrapped up into this crazy situation and then they got to figure out their way through it. You know, what appeals the, the most to me was that it was filmed 
in New Orleans. So it's going to be cool to check out things. They, you know, they really lean on the the city. You know, you could tell in the poster and in the trailer. So I think it's going to be really fun to see. But um, this movie comes out in April. <laughs> oh, my. I was watching the trailer right now. They ran over that dude and looking at Issa Rae and Kumel's face. It's absolutely. Oh, I'm going to see this. This looks good. Yeah, it looks really funny, man. Like where Stuber with Kumal looks really corny and stupid. Like this looks hilarious and well done. Yeah, I'm going to definitely go. I'm going to look at Kumal becoming this comic guy of of this generation. I see him. Go for good for him. Yeah, man. This is uh, him teaming up again with uh, Michael Showalter, who did uh, the big sick with him. And I feel like they're going to hit this out of the park. Okay, good for them. Well, we got one more trailer. Guns Akimbo with the boy Daniel Radcliffe. Schubert, this looked good, man. This looked real good. You know, it's always hard when Daniel Radcliffe's in something. Right now, you know, we got Guns Akimbo and then the show Miracle Workers. And I'm really excited to check out Miracle Workers. I'm trying to find a way to watch it. I think I can figure it out on YouTube TV. And um, they're coming come out with the second season. So uh, he, you know, it looks like he's doing some comedy there but now we see him doing a little bit of comedy and a little bit of action you know daniel radcliffe's gonna go out here and try and kill some dudes it's wild you know what it in it's a totally different premise but it reminds me of james mcavoy and wanted where he was kind of this okay where he's kind of this meek guy who becomes this killer not saying that daniel radcliffe's gonna start curving bullets and being an assassin but who knows like he has to buck up and, and and get over the fact that they bolted these guns to his hand and he's trying to at first escape this girl and kill her but then they team up to take on the bad guys so th- i mean look man this is an interesting premise it looks very shot very interestingly this movie feels like it's going to be one of those cult classic movie type deals yeah. i'm excited for this i'm gonna definitely check this out yeah it comes out in late february so it's Pretty soon, definitely something that's on my radar to check out. Pretty, you know, early on this year, Samara Weaving's also in it. I've been really enjoying what she's been up to, and uh, and yeah, you know, Reese Darby's character, and it also seems like he's gonna be pretty funny. So, I'm definitely interested to check out Guns Akimbo. Yeah, man, the early movie slate's looking well. We got Bad Boys, we got The Gentleman, and Birds of Prey right after that. Then Guns Akimbo, all right. And speaking of Bad Boys. Sony Pictures has launched early development of an untitled fourth Bad Boys movie with Bad Boys screenwriter, Bad Boys for Life screenwriter Chris Bremer returning to write the script. Bremer is also tapped to do National Treasure 3 for Disney. Let's start off with Bad Boys. Schubert, I'm going to be honest because I loved Bad Boys for Life. And mind you, if you knew you were making a fourth one, you should have saved the title Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, exactly. That's but I digress. There, that yeah. me, that tells me they're only doing it because this one worked and this one was good. And I have a problem with that. I mean, if Chris Bremer can come up with something good, I'll check it out. But this one was so good, it felt like we got a close to the story, like, and I felt like the ending only happened like it did. Now it makes more sense because of. They're trying to make a fourth. And when I say that, I'm not spoiling the movie. It just seems like Martin Lawrence's character was going one way. And then it's like, nah, 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 bro. Bad boys for life. We're going to let this shit burn. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we're coming back for another one. But I don't know if I want another one because this one was so good. And if they, this one is arguably the best one of the series. I just don't know if they're going to strike gold again because 
this one felt like an ending because we returned to so many things from the earlier well, series. Like we, yeah. we call back yeah. on Reggie. You remember the moment where Martin Lawrence and they, and they interrogate Martin Lawrence and uh, Will Smith and inter interrogate Martin Lawrence's daughter's son, and they're like, "We're gonna pull out yeah, the gun." Yeah, yeah. Like that, they, that dude is back. Like they, they make so many callbacks, and it's like, I this was supposed to be the last one. Well, what that makes me think of what you're saying with that is that this is going to be like bad boys, the next generation kind of deal. Like maybe you just bring back Will. It, this know? could make sense because the thing is they introduced ammo and that's like the young guns that are they're running with. That's like who they're that's their crew now. It could be called bad, bad boys ammo. And I'm not going to lie. There's the there's like I love Vanessa Hudgens in it. Like, I would love to see her back. Like, she did a damn good job. I was shocked. Uh, who else surprised me in this? Let me pull up the, the, the cast. Charles Melton? My goodness. Charles Melton could come lead this, this damn series. Uh, and then Alexander Ludwig. I loved him, too. Like, damn. Not, if they don't focus in on Martin and Will, I'm in. But I know they're going to focus in on Martin and Will. And I, don't, and I, I think Martin's character is done. Like, Will needs to be like a lieutenant. Let these young dudes do do their exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's where I could see like they might go in with that. Okay, hey bros who binge fans. This is Lyndon from the editing bay. Schubert and I had recorded the podcast and I need to make an amendment to this Bad Boys for Life or this Bad Boys 4 announcement cuz I was shitting on it without realizing there was an after credit scene. Yes, I learned that from my mom before I started editing this podcast. And she told me, wait, you didn't stay for the end? And I was like, no, it's an action movie. I didn't think I would have to stay for a, a cop action movie. But I guess I should have because that would have showed me where we were going. I agree with everything me and Schubert said in the sense that I want the ammo crew back because they need to be back. But the after credit ending really changes the scope of how this movie can come back and it it really can come back. I don't want to spoil it. I do do my non-spoiler later in the episode review of Bad Boys for Life, but I take back saying that it can't work because I think it can work very well with the after credit sequence. You got to go see the movie because the twist involves this. So, I'm not going to say any more. Not that's the only amendment to this podcast. Let's get back to Brosubin. But the other part of the news that I thought was also interesting with that was that he was going to do, uh, Bremer was also going to do Dr National Treasure 3. I mean, what are you going to do with Nick, that? If Nick Cage not in it, then I'm not trying to watch it. <laughs> well, I mean, I believe he's going to be in it. I mean, are they get the other right guy now, too? Some, like some, you know, Hulu original movie that probably no one's seen. Nick's so, doing I mean, some independent movies. Don't do that to him. He's doing some, looks like he's come, making a comeback. He's about to be the Nickasons. <laughs> and I know that sounded <laughs> well, well that's you know that's got to start with uh National Treasure 3 my guy yeah the cage of songs excuse me I'm not gonna say the other one again because yeah. I know what that sounded like <laughs> oh man that's hilarious but no okay so yeah I mean hopefully this will be good but I I'm gonna get Chris Bremer seems shot. like the uh shot. The, hot, that... the hot rider in Hollywood right now I know because that bad boys movie was it was good, man. I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna stun. I can't wait to talk about it when we get there. But I don't know if I'm I'm excited for bad boys. I'm more excited for National Treasure three than Bad Boys four. Interesting. Yeah. Fast. Um. So next up, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus is going. To, she just signed an overall deal with Apple TV to develop new projects exclusively for the platform. So that's really cool. You know, we know her from Veep and Seinfeld. So. I assume it's going to be some kind of 
other comedy show, whether in either vein, I would be interested to see her do some kind of sitcomish thing or do a more in-depth with the Veep. And knowing Apple TV, I feel like it'll probably be something something pretty good. They're doing pretty well right now. That's what I was about to say. Look, man, Apple TV's this close to getting me to buy it because I heard Seat with Jason Momoa. Oh, I got it. I heard that the morning show is good. Like, oh, I'm going to get your account, but that's neither here nor there. And, and and I heard they have, like, a lot of good stuff. They're just missing that comic book sci-fi IP. And I know that's what C's supposed to be, but, like, that's like the Game of Thrones thing. Like, you need something else. Like, you need, you need something that'll pull me in there, something that's, like, uh, like I said, like a con, like they need like a comic book or like a a sci-fi like epic show to pull people in, and then they'll watch all this other content because you're getting like the film all tours, like the people who love film and television to get it right now. But to get the everyday person, you need something big enough because you have good content, and now getting Julia Louis Dreyfus, you're still confirming you're making good content, but you need a a a you have. Yeah, I mean, I guess you have so the, far you have which... the base. You just need the. You need something to bring in the bring in the eyes. Like you need some flash now. Well, I'm guessing like what you know what so far they've done is brought in names. You know, Morning Show has Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, uh, Jason Momoa doing C. You have that other show with Haley Seinfeld. So you know you're bringing in the names. So that's probably one thing that they're really focused on here. So I guess now is creating the flair is what you're looking for. You got to get something that'll that'll pull people in. Like you have the backbone, pulls pe- pull people in now. Uh, well, we'll see what Julia Louis Dreyfus can do there, and what Apple TV wants to do in 2020. But uh, let's move on to the next story, which is Legendary has closed a deal for Oscar Isaac to star and produce in a, the superhero saga, The Great Machine. The project's based on Brian K. Vaughn's comic book series Ex Machina, with uh, or it could. Is that is that the same ex machina? Because I guess what's confusing. No, that's me. not. They're not. That's why they're so going to call it, it the Creed Machine. That's what I'm saying. Like, but is it pronounced the same? Like, is this now just ex machinia? No, I, I, I think know. it's ex machina. Okay, uh, but anyway, the you know this ex machina charts the exploits of civil engineer Mitchell Hundred, who after a mysterious accident gains powers, making him the world's first and only superhero. In the wake of his actions during 9-11, he is elected mayor of New York City, turning his back on life as a mass vigilante. But his political career is threatened when the source of his power returns to claim its debt. Mm, this sounds pretty So Oscar Isaac, who was in the other Ex Machina, is going to be in this one. Nice. Good for Oscar Isaac. He's going to be the main character. I'm interested in this. Shout out to who's doing this. Is this Warner Brothers? Uh, it's a legendary. So I don't know who's that's, that's, legendary that's with a- right now. I think that's some DC stuff too. So, uh, yeah, I think I think this is some Warner Brothers stuff. Good, look at what that's what I'm talking about. Something like like think about if Apple TV had this. Like I'd be like, ooh, this sounds pretty. All right, I'll check this out. I'll peep game. But this is another Warner Brothers DC HBO thing. So well, I'm, I mean, I'm I excited guess for this. It's also with with Apple. What you could say in their defense is they got to figure out. Um, how they're going to get rights to certain things. Like they're mm-hmm. not, they're not going to be able to pull DC or Marvel content, obviously. No, you know, but that's Valiant is uh, doing their se- series with uh, Sony at the moment. So um, a lot of the other comic book stuff has moved over to um, Netflix. So yeah, the Millar verse. Look, you got to find something there. There's independent comics out there. 
You just got to find it. But good for legendary and Oscar Isaac. Next up, Netflix has acquired the U.S. rights and several other territories for Oliver Asayez's Wasp Net- Network, the Cuban spy thriller headlined by Penelope Cruz and Edgar Ramirez, which world premiered at Venice last week. Wasp Network centers on the true story of Cuban spies in America during the 1990s when anti-Castro groups based in Florida carried out military attacks on Cuba and the Cuba government struck back with the Wasp Network to infiltrate those organizations this news is courtesy of variety but uh yeah should we you excited for this yeah i think it's pretty interesting it's a movie that got got some acclaim in europe won an award um bringing it here to netflix you know netflix is putting out a lot of great stuff i I, every time netflix puts out some something new i'm interested to check it out even the smaller movies um i don't know what the the time frame is on this one, which is always like a judge for me. Like I'm watching a lot of movies right now. If they are under, if they're under two fifteen, I might watch it. So, <laughs> yes, man. It doesn't matter how long it is. Watch the movie. Well, I, I got time crunches here. Like I'm trying. I ain't trying to spend three hours watching something. See, but anyway, I'll, I'll I'll spend that three hours Netflix. If this is fire, I'll watch it. But uh, oh yeah, good for Netflix, man. I'll check this out. The next story is what I'm hype on. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I didn't know if you were excited about it or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm real excited. Let's get to it. A new group of combatants are assembling. Warner Brothers Animation is plotting an animated movie based on the video game Mortal Kombat, uh, Legend Scorpion's Revenge. Uh, Joe McHale will, vi- vi- uh, will voice Johnny Cage. Dexter's Jennifer Carpenter will star Son- Sonya Blade. Uh, my boy Steve Blum is in this. I, I, I believe he's playing... Um, Either Scorpion, he's either doing Scorpion or Sub Zero, but either way, they're tapping anime people to do this. That's how you do this. I'm so proud of Warner Brothers Animation. Take animation seriously. There's other IPs that you can use along with your DC IP and make good animated content. I'm I'm happy for this man because I want animation because the thing is, American American companies can do animation well if you take it seriously. Japan has shown that anime works, and America could do that with the IP they have. They just choose not to. Marvel makes kitty baby animation. Warner Brothers and DC are only are the only ones doing it this way. So I gotta applaud Warner Brothers Animation for doing this. Yeah, I saw a lot of the people that are supposed to work on this, and a lot of them did a lot of the DC animated films that I think really touch on adult themes well. And so, mm-hmm. like, that's what you need when you're going to do uh, an animated Mortal Kombat. So the idea of a Warner Brothers taking over uh, Mortal Kombat and doing an animated film as opposed to live action, I feel like you're actually going to get what you want. You are, yeah. I wouldn't be mad if, if this does so well that they bring it to HBO Max and do a series. Like, this is what it needs to become, and, I, and I'm so happy that HBO Max partnered with Crunchyroll, partnered with Toonami, partnered with Adult Swim, because I think that is coming. Like, a listen to, like, I'm, I swear to you, there's fanboys out there. Japan is killing right now because anime is so good. There's an audience here in America. If you do it right... The, the viewers will come in HBO Max, I believe. A lot, Netflix has showed with Castlevania. Got to give Netflix props because they do it as well. But if HBO Max can can tap into that vein, then it can be done. Because I was wrong. Warner Brothers Animation and Netflix are the only people doing it. So I got yeah. I got to give Netflix their props. But that's something that Elaine can be tapped into with American IP. Yeah, I think that, you know, I, when I first saw this, I didn't know how you were going to take to it, but I think that this is probably the best way to go with Mortal Kombat at this point. There's just some things where 
we've either seen them try to do live action and it didn't work, or it's just like something that's never been able to push through with live action. I guess like a good example of that is like uh, Masters of the Universe. Mm, like I, I was gonna say Spawn because the the Spawn, HBO yeah. the HBO Spawn series is freaking incredible. It's way better than any other live action, and I'm I. That's what I'm saying. Like certain things work better live action, and HBO did it in the past. They haven't done it in a while, and I'm hoping partnering with Adult Swim, Toonami, and Crunchyroll, we can get stuff like this. And being with Warner Brothers, we can get more stuff like this and get shows that'll work. Because imagine a, a even though, but that's what Kevin Smith and shout out to Netflix again. That's what Kevin Smith's He Man's about to be. There's a He Man anime, and then there's one for kids. I applaud Netflix for making two He Man series because you'll get two different audiences. Yes, and that yeah, and, so, and that's okay. Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean that's what they do with other things like um, Batman during its its runs. Um, Spider Man has multiple like more serious cartoons than your more kiddie cartoons. Even Naruto has uh, the serious version and then the chibi Rock Lee version. Like <laughs> there's like I mean you could do it. Like that should exist. So shout out to Warner Brothers Animation. I hope we see more of this. But let's jump to the rumor section. I had to drop this out there. So they are apparently casting Roy Harper, Oracle, and Lex Luthor for season three of Titans. Shuby, how does this make you feel? Oh, uh, that definitely makes sense. We definitely have to have Lex now. But Roy yeah. Harper? Well, I mean, look, he might be upset that Donna Troy's dead. If Donna Ooh. Troy's dead. Because you remember Roy Harper called her in season two. That's true. And That's then they, he might have beef with Dick. Yeah, and then Oracle is a given. I, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how they do this Oracle. Because, like, with, like with, I thought she wouldn't have been Oracle. Well, no, because you're still alive. Well, no, because you remember they said that uh, that at our, in season one, I believe, I could be wrong, they said that Jim Gordon was dead and that, uh, oh, if, or maybe. That the Joker had already attacked someone from the Gordon family. I believe it was her or Jim Gordon or both of them. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, we have to look back at that. I don't remember. I, that's what I'm saying. We got to go check season one, see what they dropping. But, I mean, look, I'm cool with Lex. I'm cool with Roy. Oracle's going to be interesting because this is supposed to be the Starfire season. So how are they going to connect her? Is this the B storyline, the Roy Harper or Oracle Lex stuff? Like, are we like how is this going to all tie in with Blackfire? I'm very interested to see. But I'm excited, you know. New, new Titans. Yeah, what do you think uh, out of someone for? I mean, I mean, Roy Harper. You could go with anyone in around. The, I mean, they got to be the age of Nightwing and all that, so they're going to be around their thirties. So I think you get it. Like, I don't I, know who you would get for that. Oh no, he, they got to be late twenties, like Hank and Hank and Brennan Thwaites. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go with they they gender bin Roy Harper for this. I mean, not gender bin. Um, they raise bin Roy Harper because there's a lot of white male characters in this show. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in an Asian or African-American person to be Roy Harper. And I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, could, I could go with that. I mean... Because I know, know Oracle's going to be a white girl. 100%. Yeah, that's 100%. And Lex is going to be a white guy. Yeah, 100%. So, like, so. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Roy Harper's race been. Out of yeah. all the people, that's the one that makes sense out of the three. Sure. So uh, I'm cool with whatever, you know. I'm I'm like as long as you cast the right person, I'm cool with it. Cause Joshua Orpin was a no name, and I love his Superboy. True, yeah. I mean, I'm really liking that character for sure. So yeah, I think um, the Roy Harper probably won't be anyone that we. I, I would I would assume 
Roy Harper and Oracle probably aren't going to be anyone that we really heard of before. But I think Lex Luthor's got to be somebody. Um, Lex Luthor's going to be a name. It d- depending on the role he plays. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if you cast homie from Game of Thrones as Bruce Wayne, like, I mean, you're, you're going to get somebody who's at least recognizable. I, I would love, I know this would never happen, but if they could get Brian Cranston, man, that'd be fun. Fi- that would put Titans. Ooh, that'd be wild. Like, if Titans got Brian Cranston, it'd be like, yo, Titans are serious. <laughs> they'd be on the map. <laughs> they would be on the map. Oh, man, that would be awesome. But again, season two introduced so many new characters, and I loved it, but it didn't fall through finale. They're gonna. I hope they don't introduce these characters and then Beast Boy in takes another back. Like Beast Boy has to shine this season, bro. Like he has to, cause he has not shined in two seasons. I think you just kill him. You kill him. I mean, <laughs> unless you unless you're gonna bring in Cyborg or something. Like you gotta give this dude someone to hang out with. He he got bro. I don't think you kill him. Maybe they bring Cyborg in season four after Doom Patrol season two. Maybe. We'll see, but or maybe I, put or maybe move Beast Boy back to Doom Patrol. That'd be cool too. But he needs to be somewhere. But let's get to the box office. All right. Well, the box office at number five is still holding strong. Star Wars, um, and, and on top of that is Jumanji, nineteen seventeen. Doolittle actually came in higher than I thought it would. But I heard um, it in second ass. place. And then Bad Boys for Life with a Woo! whopping amount of money. Shout out to weekend. Will and Martin, man. They deserve it, bro. But I heard Doolittle's ass. Uh, I mean, it doesn't look good. Like I heard it. I feel bad for Robert Downey Jr., man. It seems like every time he steps out, that's in, besides Sherlock, every time that he stepped out from Iron Man, from The Judge, and The Judge was a pretty good movie. It just bombed at the box office. And then now Doolittle, this is a stinker. Like, ooh, it just seems like he's not getting no success besides Iron Man. Yeah, I didn't know what the idea was behind making a Doolittle movie that really had nothing to do with, like, the Eddie Murphy Doolittles, because that's what everyone remembers. No one cares about the actual, like, real story of Dr. Doolittle. Like, no one's been clamoring for that, you know, so I don't know why they made that movie movie. at all. They're trying to make a family movie. You can do a family movie and not do these, you know, BS remakes. Yeah, well, I heard the the CGI was bad, too, and they got talking animals. Ugh. So done. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to the movie on the rise. Our suggestions for the week. Should be um, yeah, I'll go first because you got some good ones. Um, for me, I'm watching a lot of stuff on streaming right now, and I'll probably compile a better list of like some of the stuff that I'm liking right now. But I'm kind of trying to catch up on movies. Um, but Sex Education season two came out, so I'm definitely gonna be making sure that I check that out now that I'm done with the circle. Mm, okay okay I, I like season one season one was pretty good yeah it's gonna, it looks like the total tone for this second season is going to be a lot different because it's far less about like the sex clinic so and we'll see how, how it goes it's gonna be more character driven so it'll be interesting Ooh, see the sex clinic thing was what hooked me so it's gonna be interesting to see if they hold me in yeah it's gonna be about the characters now all right like, if, well, if, if, if you uh if you like the characters from that show, then you're probably going to enjoy the second season. All right, well, we'll check we'll check that out. I got for you this week. If you haven't seen Bad Boys, I know last week I said not to go check it out. I'm telling you this week, <laughs> go check it out. Bad Boys for Life. Shout out to Martin and Will. I'm apologizing. This movie was fire. Uh, I'll, I'll get to talking about it in a little bit. But The Gentleman, that's coming out this Thursday. Um, uh, look, 
I don't know if Schubert's going to see it, but I'm going to see it this Thursday. I'm telling him to go see it so we can review it next week because the gentleman will be fire with Matthew McConaughey, Henry Golding, and um, Charlie Hunnam. So I'm super, super excited for that. But bad boys, I'm not going to spoil anything. But like I said earlier, there's so many callbacks to the original bad boys and bad boys too. It feels right. Like they make jokes when it's appropriate. The the, the tone gets se- like, unlike Hobbs and Shaw, where it's like jokey, jokey the whole time. Yeah, they have some jokey, jokey shit in this, but Bad Boys was always a serious act. Like, it felt kind of serious action-y, and this felt like the right tone. Like, Will Smith is this dude still clinging on to be Mike Lowry, this idea of Mike Lowry. And we see Will Smith get taken down a peg and him having to realize he has to ask for help. Martin Lawrence is, is looking at the idea of religion and being strong, like being like, damn, my faith is messed up because I've been killing people and I'm trying to repent. I'm trying to be a good grandfather to my to my grandchild so like it, it this movie is good man shout out to will shout out to i'm not gonna spoil anything because there is a big twist in the movie i gotta say that now i will say this if you do not believe the twist you might not like the, the ending might suffer for you i believe the twist and i thought it was a good twist and i was like all right i'm with it i'll buy it and i like the movie so i'm telling everybody go check out bad boys for life i think it was litty Cool. Yeah, so it's definitely something worth seeing on the big screen, huh? With all the action scenes. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed it on the big screen. I really did. Some movies I think just work well in the theaters, and that's one that that I think does. Well, cool. And um, you, and you mentioned the the gentleman, huh? Yeah, and the gentleman will be out this Thursday. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be watching it. The movie that I saw. Well, I the past couple weeks, like I've gone through a few things. Like I, you know, I watched American Psycho again. Um, because I, you know, I just gotten off watching you and, you know, I want American Psycho just reminds me so much of that in a way, but, uh, yeah. And then I watched Midsummer recently and I don't know why everyone says that's such a great movie. It was kind of weird and it was, you know, super long and dragged out and I don't ever want to see it again. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I watched the director's first attempt of hereditary and yeah, I didn't. I don't want to see that movie ever again either. It's like one of those things where, like, if you're watching it or whatever, it's got some moments that are pretty funny, and it's just like, haha, yeah, like this is a, a movie. But like, <laughs> I mean, it just—it's one of those things too, where it's just the expectations things. Like, people are saying like this was the movie of the year, stuff like that, and I'm like, but like, at some points, I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, why is this like <laughs> taking 45 minutes to get to the obvious end that we all knew was coming? Like, <laughs> damn! Now you got me. Now one to watch it. I probably won't watch Midsummer now. I mean, if you if if you are into that sort of, I don't know. I just don't even know like how to. I feel like it's cringy. recommended to anyone. Is it, it cringy? It, like, I guess it's it's not as bad as as an example as this, but it it reminded me. Uh, the feeling wise of like you know grossness in certain occasions of like human centipede where it's just Ooh. like there's some things where like super gross but it's like not as bad of a movie as that Was it or like, like it has like or it has just like some th- scenes that you see that are just like completely stupid and you just like laugh out loud and you're like was I supposed to laugh at that like mm-hmm. uh, that, I, t- I had a tweet when I watched it where I was like I don't know if I'm having the appropriate responses this movie like in, in scenes where I felt like it was supposed to be like being suspenseful I'm laughing so I'm just like I don't know 
Ooh, it, so, I mean, for people like it, then that's your sort of thing. Like, I don't, I haven't seen Hereditary either, but it seems like it's kind of the same sort of sort of shtick. Like, if people like s- slow moving movies that are kind of trippy, like you know, that's cool. Like, you know, Enter the Void and, sh- and stuff like that. But like, I mean, this was just a weird movie that I don't know why. Yeah, have been see, I never have 10. to see Enter Into the Void ever again either. Like, like if it's like, see, there's some people who love those horror esque, suspenseful esque. That like try to trip you out type movie. Like, look, bro, I'm I'm a dad movie kind of guy. <laughs> I like yeah. action. I like crime. Like you could go th- with crime. You could go balls to the wall. Like s- from I watch Saw to freaking Seven, all the way to Usual Suspect. Like give me I gangster movies. Give me all that shit. Comedies. I watch all that. Superheroes, watch all that. I, I watch a drama movie where people just act. Like I watch those. You watch like, Marriage Story. Exactly. Ex- fucking exactly. But I'm not watching these horror. <laughs> like I hate. Like those movies just make me feel uncomfortable, bro. They really do. That that was the the feeling that I got out of that too. You know, my girlfriend said that the feeling she got was yucky. That was <laughs> how she described it. So I mean, it's there's some things where I could see where you know. And even, like, if I'm trying to pick, not even pick apart, like, I'm not trying to pick apart or anything, like, I'm trying to look for some things that could be like, oh, you know, well, you know, this was really great. But then I'm like, but it was just like, why is it there? Well, I mean, like, it looked nice, but, like, sometimes they were trying to, like, warp the the camera, and it's like, oh, well, you know, it's cool, trying to make us feel tripped out because they're on shrooms and stuff like that. But it's just like, why is this taking for so long? Like, I don't know, man. If I could get into spoilers with it, I'd be like, well, why is this, 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 this? But it's just like, no, I feel... It is a movie that was two twelve, and it could have been one forty five. Oof! Damn. All right. Well, let's jump to the circle finale. Are we gonna? Yeah. Are we gonna? Are we gonna do the spoiler right now? Yeah. All right. Well, we're spoiler talking, and from here on out, if you didn't finish the circle, because even the Sammy interview, which will be right after this, we spoil away. Yo, I mean, we have to. Joey won. I, I look. I said this in the interview, and I don't know if if you caught it, but. I think Joey won the moment he got rid of Sean. I th- and I and I think it could have backfired on him because I was telling my girlfriend I was like, you sh- you either should have got rid of Sean or Rebecca. But I get not getting rid of Rebecca because you formed this alliance with her. You have Ed, you have Sammy, now you have Rebecca, you have Shubham. It it's done. You won. Chris, who cares about Chris? And that was another person yeah, I thought Chris he should have got rid of. Island at that point. I thought I thought Joey had three but- choices: Rebecca, Chris. Or Sean, if you don't get rid of Rebecca, you solidify with Shubham, you solidify with her. Yeah, Ed and Sammy might be thinking crazy, but they'll just be like, he was just trying to be nice. Sean has no purpose, and then Chris, you get rid of just an extra vote. I knew at that moment Joey had won. Yeah, I feel like you know, getting Chris, getting rid of Chris is unnecessary for the fact that he was on an island on himself. So like, no one was gonna put Chris up on top because like they have no. allegiances with everyone else. So, I mean, like, Chris and, like, Sean, I guess you could get out, Sean. And you could use the excuse that she didn't come in as herself. Like, I think that was ultimately, like, his, like, thought process in it. That was, and just, at fir- that was a smart and answer. I, well, Re- and at first I was like you, man. I thought that he should have gotten rid of um, Rebecca. But then I'm like, but, yeah, like, this, this alliance with Shuby, like, how is Shuby going to take that? Because, I mean, like, I thought that he was giving Shuby the best chance to win. See, my thing is, though, you knew Sammy preferred... Joey she would put Shuby second and then so you got one from that you knew Shuby would put you first 
or that's what you're banking on from saving Rebecca. You're banking that I showed Shubham that I'm so loyal that I'm his friend. I'll happened. His his bank was right. Rebecca, all you need is third or second. And by doing this, you get that. Chris, who cares where Chris puts you? Because at that point, a first, a first from Sammy and a second or third from Chris, it's I mean, second or third from Rebecca, it's over with. He won. And and if Chris puts you at second or third, that boosts your shots even more. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, I think what the benefit of keeping Chris was again was because, like, in the back and forth pick, I think he saved Chris, right? He did. And then Chris voted Shubham low. That's why Joey won because Shubham only got 1 1, and that was from Rebecca. Sammy put him third or second. Joey put him third or second. And then Chris put him fourth or fit. Like, Chris put him last. Maybe. And I think they all put Ed last except for Sammy. No, because Ed was out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed was out. Chris put Chris put you bomb last. Yeah. Or put him at the bottom. And that's what solidified it for Joey. I'm telling you, bro. I, I told my girlfriend right at that moment, I was like, Joey won. It's over with. Game's done. Game set match. Beautiful move. That super influencer determined the game. Oh, 100%. I kind of liked how the game evolved throughout. Because, I mean, like, ultimately, you know, we can talk about the characters and, you know, Warner V with Sammy really goes into a lot of the, you know, the thoughts of, like, certain in-game things but like looking at it as an overall perspective of a show and like this is the first season of the american circle you know i'd like that the way the show went i feel like it could even if extended a little bit longer and i think they will now that they know that people will watch it yeah I, think- I, I feel next season and i and i know we talked to her about this next season i feel will be where this season was about building relationships Next season is going to be way more cutthroat with catfishes. Way more cutthroat with catfishes. But I still think the person who forms the best relationships will win. Sure, and I think like the inner circle at the end of the day is important. But um, more, even more than that, like I feel like this show could really. I, I feel like you could get this show twice a year. I think you know because it's such. So, it seems so easy. You know, it's not like Survivor where you know you got to take them out to an island and then you. Know, I, I felt like. And I didn't really. I wish we could have got in with with this with Sammy, like the the time frames. It felt like that they could have done that in two weeks. Yeah, maybe I at mean, least I, a month. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like you could spit some some of those out pretty quickly, and you can get and Netflix could bank on that for two. And if you and if you extended it to four weeks, that's like you can control a month. That would be Liddy. Look, but man. That's what I'm saying. Like I think they really built off something here, and they can extend on it. Building, because now that cable television is dead, Netflix, and I got to applaud Netflix for being, like, the first one. Who would bring reality television to streaming? And they're doing it, and it, and that worked. Sure, I mean, they've had that. I mean, I really enjoy watching Nailed It, Blown Away. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I mean, though, you, you know what I th- This was, like, Nailed It, Blown Away, all that stuff was fire. But this is, like, because they, they brought game shows to streaming, too. This mm-hmm. was, like, the first real reality tv sh- like big brother-esque big thing. brother-esque real world-esque show for t- for young adults and teens yeah and i like the way they did it i liked you know the four episode clusters um I-, I think it worked out and it kept us that's why i think they could even extend it a little bit longer because i feel like now it's going to get stopped getting talked about um where which is always the worry with um streaming it shows domin- to me it dominated the conversation more than the bachelor did I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like you could build off that momentum. 
I hope um, so, man. But they're about to do like the France one. Like they're filming all of the different unit. Like, cause a spoiler alert for Bruce binge fans. I did sign up to 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 be on Cir- Circle season two. I'm not gonna even lie. But right okay. now, from what I learned from signing up, they uh they're trying to film the different like regions circles right now. That's interesting. Well, I'm wondering if that's going to end up having some continuity. I don't know. Because they've considered that with Big Brother before. Because there's Big Brother Canada, Big Brother UK. Like oh, they and doing American like, uh, celebrities on the Big Brother UK. Like, uh, oh, what's putting his name? all the winners on there. Putting all the winners on there. Like, what if Joey was with Circle, Circle uh, France and then like Circle UK and it's like the Circle World Tournament? Exactly, and I mean, because they're not talking to each other in person, you could just translate all of their text communications. Yeah, ooh, that'd be interesting. They might look, man. I hope Netflix takes advantage of this because I really like The Circle, man. That was a good show. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about uh, the characters, you know, the one that we talked with, Sammy, is one was one of my favorites for sure. I was rooting for her. Um, Of course, I was all about Shubham. Wait, wait, did you think he was hurt? From the Seaburn Rebecca yes. was hurt, bro. He was hurt. I saw it in his eyes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he had too much expectations of them like falling in love or anything, but like I think he really wanted that to be Rebecca. And I think- especially because like and he mentioned it too, like how he talked about how he was a shark trying to get all the catfishes. Like for him to know that his closest ally was a catfish is just like, oh well then what did I was I even correct in my thinking the whole time? And then if you if you watched the did you watch it with subtitles on or did you not? Yeah. Did you see all of his side comments while they were talking and like every time they would mention catfish, he would say some like hurt thing to Rebecca? No. Damn. You go back and I was just like, damn. It just it just I I felt bad for him, man. Damn. Yeah. I did like, and he was so happy that Joey was himself. Oh yeah, I mean I think. I think Joey ended up being the one of the more intriguing characters of the whole thing. Just like, and it was like we we talked about Sammy in the, in the um, the interview where she has a lot of really great reactions. But Joey was another one of those people that I loved whenever he was on the screen. Him yelling at like, oh Shuby, like yeah. it's like, uh, and him flirting with Miranda. The stuff with Miranda was all interesting. Like he really deserved to win because he kind of. In a in a way, carried a lot of uh, really fun storylines throughout the season. He did good for Joey, but we we could go into more. But speaking on like just different the way the characters interacted and different things like that, we really go into that with Sammy. So sure, we might as well jump into the interview with Sammy. This is a really good one, fans out there. So we hope you enjoy the interview with Sammy. Hello, Bros Who Binge fan base. Yes, we are back. We're we, me and Schubert here this time. We are joined by the Miss Sammy from the Circle. The season finale has happened. The winner's out, and we're here to ask all the questions we couldn't ask her the first time. Uh, Sammy, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Can't complain. Can't complain. Why? <laughs> why, why complain? You know. Right. So, first question I have is yeah. that being that the final four episodes are out. What was your thoughts leading up into the finale? Because I believe, okay, so y'all get Ed out of there. And I think that's when the game changed. No, well, no, not, not Ed, Sean. Y'all are getting Sean out of there, but Ed's right next. I think when Sean left the game, that's when the game kind of changed. And when Joey became the super influencer, I think that was the moment of the game where it's like, okay, maybe Joey's in the lead. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought he might have lost it then, honestly. I thought that by picking Sean and not picking... 
uh, Ed, because I thought like with Sammy, I thought your connection with Ed and that was like a question I had for you is like, was it did you like having someone in your area from the show? Like, did did you think that that was going to be like an ally for you? Because like I thought having Ed there would be like, oh, I think you know, Amy, Sammy's in a good spot because she has friends with everybody. To be honest, um, I've been asked that question a couple times and in the game, I genuinely didn't even think about it as like, okay, I have Ed as a connection. You know, I wasn't, I, I didn't really think tactical. I was kind of thinking like, well, we've all been here this entire time and Ed and Sean are brand new. Like, why do sure. they deserve it over us? You know, kind of that's sure. where my mindset was. And I'm pretty sure that's how everyone else's mindset was when we were playing the game also. Um, but for me, when Joey sent home Sean, you know, it was definitely a shock for sure. Um, I was happy because at that point, then I'm like, okay, the way I looked at it was, Right before that, Sean had expressed that I was her biggest rival. And she yeah. kind of came at me a little bit, you know, in the show. And so when Joey did that, I was like, wow, he just took out my biggest rival. And he kept someone who is definitely already on my side. We have so much in common. You know what I'm saying? And talking to the other cast members when we were in the game, they were like, you and Ed have so much in common. That's so crazy. Like, I wonder if y'all know, like, certain people, like, know the same people, things like that. So at that point, once Sean was gone pretty much everybody was on my side. So I felt really good about it. And, you know, it can go both ways. You know, it could make Joey look really bad or it could make Joey look really good. Depends on how you look at the situation. But at, at that moment in time, I'm pretty sure we were all like, okay, Joey, Joey's here for all of us. You know? I have a question about just the game in general. Do you think because it's so new that this first season, you remember how you said that you weren't thinking at certain things tact tactically and you think the rest of the cast was along the same route do you think that was a, a, a just a, a remnant of this being the first time this game has been played do you think from if there's a season two the game will be played differently than it was in this season yeah I mean going in there I had never seen the game before so I didn't really know what to expect Whereas some of the some of the cast members had seen the UK versions before coming onto the show, so they kind of knew what to expect, and so they came in playing tactically and and playing with a hundred thousand dollars on their mind at all times. Whereas I didn't, so I think that people now, since it's so worldwide and I'm so many people have seen the show and understand it now, I think that people are definitely going to go in there like ready to play mind games, ready to trick people over, you know, ready to just win that money and do everything that they can to win the money versus making friendships. Yeah, yeah. making genuine relationships. What, right. I, f I feel like the, you know, Joey and Shuby kind of went into that idea and you saw it there at the end in the finale. They're like, oh, well, Joey's like, should I put Shuby fourth? Should I put him second? I feel like even with people who go into that mindset, just the the relationships and the connections that you guys were able to build upon, I feel like that could change people's minds. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And that was, that was actually surprising to me when I was watching it, that Joey actually had shoe bombing fourth because I had been going through my, the same thing in my room when I was doing the ratings, I was like, okay, should I put Joey and shoe bomb at the bottom and have Chris and Seaburn at the top? Because, um, or Chris and Rebecca, sorry. Should I have Chris and Rebecca at the top? Because <clears throat> I knew that we were all there together and I knew that we had all great relationships. But at the end of the day, the only person I saw putting Rebecca, Rebecca first would be Shubham. And, the and you know, Chris, definitely, I saw Chris going first for me and Joey, right? But so then that takes Shubham and, and Joey out of the beginning. But I knew that 
most likely in my heart, I knew that I was going to be at the top for almost everybody if they were doing it from their hearts, you know? Yeah. So I actually originally started my ratings playing tactically and I had uh, Rebecca and Chris at the top. I kept Ed all the way at the bottom. And then I had Shubham and, and Joey, you know, in the middle. And then I was like, I can't do that though. You know? Cause my heart, like these people have done, yeah, it's hard. And I was like, these people have, have done so much. Joey has protected me so many times. Shubham has been an influencer four times and never once was I questioned. Never once was I like teeter tottering. You know, there was never anybody that was going home before me. Joey took out my biggest rival. And then when he was an influencer for the first time, I was the first person he saved. So how can I put these people at the bottom when they've done so much to put me at the top? Damn, so now that you say that, that makes me think that that's like that could have been one of the factors that changed the, the game from changes everything. Yeah, and it's hard. It's really freaking hard because, you know, there's like money or morals. Right. That's kind of how I looked at it. I think it shows for my morals. I think it shows how good of people you are, like you are, and then like some of the rest of your castmates are. But I gotta ask you, when when the, when you walked into that room of the final dinner, what did you think when you saw Seaburn? I already we so of course the show like the the episode showed you guys that we were all ha second guessing Rebecca as not being Rebecca, right? We were all kind of second guessing her as being the catfish of the show. Um, along with the other catfishes that we obviously have seen, but you know, so we had already had these, you know, these, these thoughts. So I wasn't very surprised. Um, I definitely wasn't expecting it to be a grown man, <laughs> but <laughs> when I walked in and I'm, uh, like, you know, I looked at shoe bomb, obviously I knew shoe bomb was shoe bomb. And then I look at Seaburn and I'm like, okay, wait a second, because uh, the, my first, like, your head your head and your thoughts go, like, a million miles a minute. So I'm like, that's definitely not Chris. <laughs> I just know it's not Chris. Because in my heart, I felt Chris was definitely real. So I was like, Joey. So I looked at him, and before I could even say Joey, Shubham was like, Rebecca. And I was like, no fucking way, dude. You were a girl this whole time? How, how like, crazy... Or no, how, how crazy was it watching back and seeing Seaburn do all of the Rebecca reactions to the and like his thought process going in? Because I thought that he was one of the most interesting people to watch just for the, him skirting around being a, a woman. It was very interesting. I would say it had to be hilarious because now thinking back on it after watching it and then thinking back on the conversations we've had, I've always looked at our conversations that I, when she would be talking, I'm like, what's up with this girl? She's so weird. <laughs> like, I would be like, what is she saying? Or she would be extremely, extremely emotional. I'm like, there's no way in hell that this girl is this emotional. Like, they showed parts of it in the episodes and, like, me and Chris having our conversation, like, you know, you don't cry over a guy you don't even know, things like that. There's so much behind the scenes and conversations that we had that they couldn't obviously all put on the show because then it would just drag on and be uninteresting. Like, the editing team is absolutely amazing and I love the way that they did it. But there's also a lot of behind the scenes. So, like, there's so much more behind it to where I would be like, what is up with Rebecca? Like, there's no way this girl is like this. See, and I, and I could feel that coming on in, like, some of the earlier episodes, like, as well as the later episodes. But in some of the earlier episodes, I remember one thing that stuck out to me, and I was like, I thought this was going to be done. And I was just like, dang, I wish Sammy would have brought this up again, but maybe we just didn't get to see it. The fact when he said... um, 
the you guys thing. And it was like, and it just, it, and you were like, that's not really how someone would say this in like a group chat of, of girls. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh man, he's, he's, he's letting it be known that he's a boy way too often. Wait, what conversation were you talking about? That was really early when y'all were all in like a, it was a group chat. I think it might have been when Sean was there or Miranda was there, but mm -hmm. it was early and he was talking and he said something about you guys. And he said, I forget the other phrase he used in, in there, but you, but I remember in the, in the show they showed when you were thinking to yourself, you're like, I don't know if that's something a girl would say. And then, and then he said like some sweet comment after and he was just like, all right, whatever. I'm just, I'll let this go. <laughs> I honestly I don't remember because there's I, I've just watched the episode so many times. Um, I don't remember, but there were definitely times where I was just like, "What is up with this?" And it's so funny the conversation about menstrual cycles with the girls that we were having and that Rebecca was in. The way that they made it seem when he was like, "Oh, I got to get out of here!" Like, "Bye, guys." Now that I think back to the conversation, she, like Rebecca was super super short, and I remember it was like the conversation just started. And then all of a sudden it was over because Rebecca left. And I was like, wait, we're already done? Like, that's it? But never in my mind was I like, well, that's fishy. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, damn, why wasn't I so, like, aware of that? Like, she was in and out the minute we started talking about cramps and stuff. And she was like, my left side hurts. And I'm like, what? That doesn't even make sense. And then she's out. I'm like, uh, okay. It makes sense now. Oh, yeah. And then even in the beginning when with the whole, are you guys think Chris is cute thing? I was like, oh, man, like that's number one red flag. But that came like the first week. So I would assume, oh, it could have been a joke, stuff like that. But yeah, Rebecca said a lot of suspect things. And I'm like, come on, guys. I know. And Alana caught on to that, too. That's right away when she said that when when Rebecca was like, do you think he's cute? And Alana was like, that's weird. How did you not know that? Like, what? You know what I'm saying? But now that I'm only watching that, like, I was never able to talk to Alana and have that conversation, like, well, what the heck? Like, you know, Rebecca's, how didn't Rebecca pick up on that just from the, I, the picture, like we all did? I think the right people went away, like, to save kind of, like, to look at Seaburn's path. I think if certain certain other people would have stayed, they would have had conversations. Yeah, he would have definitely got caught. Oh, for sure. Because I think Shubham protecting him was huge and and just being that you and Chris were so nice, but y'all caught on to it at the end, it's like, damn, I, if, if certain people would have stayed and they would have discussed it to you, Chris, that, it was, uh, Seaburn might have been out of there early. What was it like going to, I guess, I, I don't know when that was filmed, this, uh, the, the, the finale finale, when y'all all get together again and it seems like it's after the fact. What was it like seeing all the different people, like, Adam, Karen, and all the different catfishes, and then seeing all the other cast members return for the first time. It was crazy. Like, of course, my adrenaline was going the whole entire time walking in on the stage and talking to Michelle. And then when I went to sit down, I have really bad anxiety. So I actually didn't even look at the cast members that were behind me. <laughs> I didn't look up. I literally was staring at the ground, walking to my seat. And I sat down in my seat and face forward and they're all talking and Karen's talking to me and she, and um, Karen and Ed were right behind me. And apparently like Karen told me that they were making jokes about me, like saying how pretty I was when I was on the stage. So they're like whispering behind me and I'm like so freaking nervous. I felt like I was a little kid in like elementary school. Like, oh my God, these kids are behind me, like talking about me. And so like we went into a break and I turned around and me and Karen, like right away, that was the first person I, t I started talking to. And then, um, yeah, and then we just all started talking because that was everyone's first time seeing me, you know? Like, 
us five already saw each other. So that was everyone's first time actually seeing me. And um, I'm not sure if they were shown clips before. Like, I don't, I didn't, I don't, I actually never asked that. Like, if they knew that I was me or if they thought I was a catfish up until that moment. Um, which is actually pretty interesting. I would like to ask them that now that I think about it. Um, but it was crazy. Like, looking at everybody that was real, you know, and yeah. remembering their pictures and then seeing them, like, Miranda is so much prettier in person. Like, her pictures didn't do her justice when we were on the show. And she's just got a be- beautiful, like, facial structure and just, she's beautiful. Alana, I met her already, so I knew what she looked like. Antonio didn't look anything like his pictures. Like, you know, <laughs> everyone was just, like, so different in person. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys are real humans. You know what I'm saying? And, like, yeah. to see who... To see who Mercedes was and to see who Adam was, like it's just, it's just, it was an awesome, awesome feeling. I must amazing. say, one of my favorite reveals was when Ed came to your room and then his oh. mom follows in after. <laughs> I'm like, how crazy was it to see this guy's mom in here and know that you were talking to not only him but his mom? It's so funny because the conversations were very long that we would have, and like there were times where like I had had to force myself to flirt that I found out later on that I was actually talking to his mother. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing because, one, I didn't want to flirt, but I was, like, doing it just so I could get him on my side. And here I am, and his mom's on the other side, you know, saying these things. But to be honest, when Ed came into my room and he started saying, like, okay, well, it wasn't, the whole, it wasn't me the entire time. And then this woman walks in, and I thought it was one of the producers. And I'm like, I, I, like my initial thought, I was like, what the hell is this woman doing? When we're in the middle of filming this this part where Ed's here, like what what the hell? And then she sits on his lap, and I'm like, oh my god, it's his girlfriend. This is his girlfriend. His girlfriend is here. And then he's like, I brought my mom, and I'm like, your mom? I'm like what? <laughs> I went through like so many things in a matter of like thirty seconds. Um, That's but it's hilarious. cool. We have so much in common. So so much in common. It's nuts. Yeah. That is- you- Oh, go ahead. No, no. Uh, it, was, it was definitely one of the more hilarious moments. But you've mentioned in in this interview that you had a lot of conversations that were cut out of the final product. Were there like any conversations, maybe private conversations that you had with someone that never made it that you thought might have been important? To be honest, no. I think all the conversations that we've had have um, they've made it pretty much okay. to the show. I'm trying to think. Because I was always thinking, I was like, what was the process of starting a private chat? Like, did you have to mm. tell the production, be like, hey, I want to talk to this person? Or, yeah, everything like, did... was timed, of course. Everything was okay. timed and, and made sure, you know, because sometimes Joey was, you know, Joey was always in the gym, like trying to work out. Antonio wanted to work out. Um, uh, Miranda did yoga. Like there was like, I think Chris went to the yoga room twi- too. And like, so there were different times and you have to remember it is a production. So they have to have certain cameras set, certain TVs ready, you know, certain people filming certain conversations. You know, we can't all be talking at the same time because then yeah. it would just be absolute chaos. Yeah. But uh, there weren't really any conversations. All the important stuff definitely made it to, to the show. And the editing team did, did an amazing job with that. 100%. Look, I gotta ask, was the moment between Joey and Miranda real? Do you think that was real? Like, 1,000%. Real? Really? Oh, just, because, thought... just because Joey and Miranda, I'm very close to them. Like, right now, the people that I talk to the most, I talk to Karen every single day, and I talk to Joey and Miranda, not every day, but, like, every other day. 
And um, I can 1000% tell you that it was 100% real and that they're probably two of the most genuine people and um, like just very loving and genuine, nice people that everything that went on between them was was 1000% real. Word that see, I didn't know if that was real. I thought that might have been uh, uh one of the one of the little you know adding cool. spice to the show. Well, it also no. looked like and during the during the scene, like Joey's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm definitely into you. And then Miranda's kind of like, I didn't. It didn't seem like she wasn't into him, but she definitely seemed like she was like holding back. And I'm like, uh. When they were talking yeah. on the couch. Yeah. Well, she's very she's very timid. Okay. She's not like very in your face. I know on the show that she kind of came off as like very like um, you know. Right outgoing. in your face. Out- yeah, outgoing, but very, like, straightforward, I guess. Um, but she's not like that. She's not, like, in your face. She's not loud. She's not obnoxious. Like, she's very timid. She's very gentle. Her voice is super soft. She's just a very, like, sweet, sweet person. So I guess, like, to, to watch it, she looks, like, nervous, you know? But that's just yeah. how she is. She's a very quiet talker. She's very, like, that's just, that's just her, um, what is that called? Just her personality. Yeah, her personality. So, what did it feel like for you to win uh, the the fan favorite uh, to win the fan favorite vote and be winner of ten k, girl? You you ended up getting something out of this. Hell yeah! <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. I felt I felt really happy though. Um, and to be honest, like I have gotten so much out of the show already that the 10,000 is definitely a plus, you know, like that's like amazing for me. Um, but I've gotten so much from the show that it's given me a platform to already make that 10 K by myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I have, I have such a, an amazing work ethic that I, that I take pride in. And um, so the platform that, that Netflix has given me and that the show has given me, I already know that I'll be able to be successful with it. So the 10 K is just kind of like, a cushion for me it's it's amazing i couldn't be happier for sure um you know obviously you had some of the best reactions and they played that in the finale but when you watched it back what were some of you who were some of your favorite people to watch chris for sure chris absolutely chris is like the best person he's so freaking entertaining and he's so hilarious like yeah, he, he was really there was, i don't think there was ever a time where it would cut the screen to him and i didn't laugh just the way he, he would react to everything. He definitely has me yelling, damn, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ms. this Judy. Titties, titties, titties. Yeah, Miss Judy. <laughs> that was hilarious. So, Miss Sam, what is next for you? What can you tell the people to be expecting from you? And tell them a little bit like what to, yeah, just just what to expect next from Miss Sammy. Um, definitely going to be doing a lot of collaborations with uh, different companies. I've actually talked to a woman who wrote a book about um a child with autism so we're i'm working with her and trying to see how we can get the book out to the world i think it's an amazing book and then um i'm definitely finishing school (laughs) i have like four classes left until i get my master's degree and then i'm gonna buy a house that's my goal this year is to finish school and to buy a house for sure hell yeah that's what's up and whenever you do the book release love to to, to uh, have to have your thoughts on that and then bring you back to, to discuss that but thank you so much for coming because that that's about all the juiciness i had other than uh, oh oh <laughs> wait I no one i got more I, go go ahead Shubert, do you think? all right what player if that would that entered later 
if they would have entered in the beginning, do you think would have done better? Ed. 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 Okay. Definitely for you. For me, I know Joey loved him. Um, you know, I think that he would have caught on to Rebecca early on and would have been able to talk to Joey about it. And then Joey would have been able to convince Shabam about it. So I think things would have changed for sure there. Um, and uh, yeah, I definitely think he would have just, it would have been good. I think he would have definitely made it further if he came in earlier. Yeah. Ed's definitely a prime candidate for that. I always got the vibe that. If Bill would have been there somewhat earlier, he might have oh, stuck around. I love Bill. I love Bill. <laughs> On the show, they really didn't show him, but he's like the funniest person ever. He's so freaking funny. And I think that having Bill and Ed, two people who are very, very honest, you know, they didn't come into the game to be friendly. Like, Ed came in and called Rebecca out immediately. Bill came in and called Adam out immediately. Yeah. And I think we needed players like that in the beginning, you know? I was very naive, you know? I was just like, whatever, I don't care. Joey, he played it a little bit. You know, he knew. He knew what to keep track of. But Shabam, obviously, social media isn't his thing. So he didn't really know how to pick up on things through, like, through the TV. Yeah. Because there were a couple times I think I flirted with Shabam just to flirt and, like, see what he would say and, like, to see how he would go. And it it didn't go well. It just didn't, like, read over, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that he was very, very, very naive also. In just you know social media and, and texting and talking through things, um, but uh, Ed and Bill, I think they were they were you know cut short. You, you know, some some reality shows like this are kind of gateways to others. Would you consider doing another one, and what mm. would you consider doing? That's a good question. So I I've been thinking about it a lot, and um, I'm not really a big reality show person. But I think if it were to come down to like a challenge show, I would definitely never do a dating one. But I'm very. Um, athletic so i would like to do like a challenge show like where we have to compete in physical activities to 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 go against each other i've never seen the challenge or survivor or big brother any of those things i know i have to watch them um but i would definitely consider it it just depends it all depends yeah i definitely think you'd be really good on big brother it's very similar to to the circle yeah it's just that you're in person that's the only difference yeah i heard That'd be awesome, man. So, <laughs> Big Brother, hit up our girl Sammy, man. Let's, let's try with some money. But, Sammy, tell the people where they can find you at, subscribe to your YouTube channel, and give them all the, the good stuff where they can find all your content. Absolutely. So, you guys can find me. All my social media, my Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube are all at It's Sammy, I-T-S-S-S-A-M-M-I-E-E. Awesome. Thank you. And you guys be sure to go follow Sammy and tell her what's up. Or but don't be don't be fucking creepers, you fucking <laughs> trolls out there. But thank you for coming on the show, Sammy. We really, really appreciate it. And thank love you so much. your input. Awesome. Well, that's that's all the time we have. So have a good one, Sammy. You also. Bye. Well, that was great. I was so excited to talk to Miss Sammy. I'm excited to see what she does um in the future. You know, of course, I threw out that question for her because I want to see her on another reality show. I feel like she was a great personality, and I want to see her interact with people. You know, I want to see uh, how that how that all turns out. But uh, definitely, good luck to, for whatever Sammy has going on with her in the future, and we hope that we could talk to her again. Yeah, man, good luck for Sammy. We want you to succeed out there, girl. Because, like you said, she could be in another reality show, but she's trying to go get that master. So do your for thing, sure. girl. Like, do whatever you're gonna do, and we support you out here in these streets. So 
thank you again for coming on because you did not have to. You guys make sure you follow her on Twitter, follow her YouTube channel, be on the lookout for that book that she's uh, helping make right now. So we're super, super excited for that. But uh, should we? Yeah, man, that's all. That's all we got this week, brother. All right. Well, what's going on with the network? Well, n- n- next week, bros who binge fans, we're going to review the gentleman. But we had the Sammy interview this week. So the pitch it match got pushed back. Next week is pitch it, ladies and gents. I'm calling it, so Shuby, that means I'm going to have to make sure it gets done. Pitch It will be next Bros Who Binge episode. Look out for that. By the time you guys hear this, the next day, Anime Talk will be out. Anime Talk will be out on Tuesday. We'll be reviewing My Hero. Crazy two episodes that just happened. We'll be talking about uh, all the other new shows like ID Invaded, Daroha Daro, all the, the new shows of winter 2020, as well as some other things. Be on the lookout for that. Of course, the Bros Who Think podcast. This upcoming Thursday, we got to talk about the playoffs. Got to talk about the Pellies dominating. Uh, we got to talk about what were we what were we talking about before this show started? That was interesting, Schubert. About I think it was the NBA or was the NFL. Talking about LSU. Oh yeah, we got to talk about LSU like losing people, and we got to talk about the college carousel. All kind of good stuff this Thursday on the Bros Who Think podcast. But other than that, that's about it. You can find all that information at bros who think be sure to follow us because the giveaway is coming up we're doing a giveaway for everyone who follows us on social media so look even if you just heard one podcast even if you've only seen us through the sammy interview if you enjoy the content and want to support go follow us or at bros who think on twitter like us on facebook slash bros who think uh, subscribe to us on youtube bros who think network or on apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud wherever you do and if you do, you will be entered in giveaways for we're going to be giving away for all of our followers on Twitter, for all of our followers on whichever streaming device and for all of our likes on Facebook, as well as if you're interested in anime, if you follow our anime Instagram, anime talk pod, we're doing a giveaway for that. So we'll have four giveaways for the different following ways that you do follow us on the internet so and we're going to be pulling on january 31st we're super super excited to give back to you guys the fans can't wait to do that but other than that should be that's all i got man all right well definitely do all those things make sure you you hit us a little comment or give us a review on some of the, on, on those podcasts yeah those, if it, all those podcast if it, spots if it's at if if because we can't know who subscribes to us on apple or spotify if you can leave a comment that would be the best way, and you'll be entered in the giveaway, and we'll really, really appreciate that. Um, but other than that, you know, keep listening to everything going on with the bros who think, you know, Lyndon and I on the radio. I'm about to go get on the radio here in just a minute. So, you know, keep up with the stuff that we've got going on and keep up with the shows. And um, we're excited to keep bringing you some more stuff. You know, getting this article, this interview with Sammy was great, and we hope that we can maybe get some more circle people, maybe even. Uh, other other people attached to some other Netflix properties or other reality shows, you know, if if, uh, if you and let us know if there's anyone out there that you think would be worthy to reaching out out to. Yeah, man. But we're about to go bring it to the movie zone. We got a big hitter, someone who's worked on Joker, someone who worked on Watchmen like this, like this next interview. I, you guys may not know her, but she has worked on a lot of big stuff from HBO and Warner Brothers. And I'm super excited for that. But that, so we're that, hoping to get that's some fun hit. information there. Yeah, big facts. Big facts. All right. But for, anyway, I hope everyone out there has a great week. Go out to the movies, check it out, or stay at home and binge something, or check out a lot of the good content that's been coming out on Hulu and Netflix and all the other streaming sites. So, so 
for Adam for Lyndon Burton, I'm Adam Schubert. Have a great week, and as always, keep in touch.